This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts have been found dead in a Dale City home. I'm Dick Iuliano. A fire leaves an Arlington church scrambling about what to do next. I'm Luke Luker. In health news this morning. Two important things to check before choosing over-the-counter hearing aids. I'm Christy King. Wall Street begins on an up note. Asian stocks higher this morning. It's 2 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. Early voting has begun in Georgia, where voters will choose between incumbent Republican Governor Brian Kemp and Democrat Stacey Abrams, who faced off Monday at the Atlanta Press Club. The problem is it's a broken government program that she wants the government to decide your health care that will also kick 200,000 private citizens off their private sector health. You have 19 hospitals at risk of closure, joining the six hospitals that have closed under this governor. We are sending a Brinks truck of $3.5 billion of our money to Kentucky, to Louisiana, to Ohio, because this governor will not accept the money. The government has begun accepting applications for student loan debt relief. President Biden says millions of Americans have already submitted applications since the online portal soft launched on Friday. It landed and handled more than 8 million applications without a glitch or any difficulty. The program is being challenged in court by some states. CBS's Steve Dorsey. Russia used Iranian drones to carry out strikes in Ukraine on Monday. The BBC's Hugo Bachega is in Kiev. The Ukrainians say that Iran has delivered hundreds of these so-called kamikaze attack drones to Russia, and uh, these are drones that explode on impact, so that's why they have this name. And we've seen evidence of these drones being uh, used by Russia in attacks across the country. Britain's new prime minister has had a terrible start in the job, and it's only gotten worse since, says CBS's uh, Vicky Barker in London. A series of grudging U-turns made things even worse for Boris Johnson's successor. Not only is this trust's approval rating lower than Boris Johnson's, it's the lowest of any prime minister in recorded history. Holster James Johnson, with her policies now reversed by her new Treasury Secretary, Truss's political future is in serious doubt. Wracked by civil war, a long-running drought, and now decreased supplies of food aid in part because of the war in Ukraine, Somalia is facing yet another round of mass starvations. A BBC reporter spoke with Fatima Mohammed at a hospital. She's a nurse trying to keep alive children who are seriously malnourished. Somalia needs help. Now. Now. Yeah. And if it doesn't get it, we are headed for a catastrophe. Astronaut and retired Brigadier General James McDivitt has died. He commanded the 10-day Apollo 9 mission in 1969 that tested the first complete set of equipment to go to the moon months later. He was also the commander of the Gemini 4 mission in 1965, where his best friend and colleague Ed White made the first spacewalk by an American. McDivitt died Thursday in Tucson, Arizona. He was 93. 
This is CBS News. Here's Mario Orsini, Associate Director of Security with Raytheon Intelligence and Space. October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month when we focus on safer, trusted, and more secure online experiences. At Raytheon Intelligence and Space, every day is about cybersecurity. We break the definition of cyber defense, hiring the sharpest minds, using our understanding of how actors think to actively hunt threats, and designing one-of-a-kind, never-been-done-before solutions to protect our nation's most vital infrastructure and our way of life. Visit rtx.com slash cyber. WTOP at 203. The Tuesday morning, 18th of October, 2022. Clearing, breezy, colder by daybreak. We're looking at lows in the 30s and 40s in parts of the area by this Tuesday morning. 51 right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We do indeed thank you for taking us along for your Tuesday morning ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you this hour. We begin with D.C.'s Attorney General's Office this morning. And they're investigating the Washington Commanders, its owner, Daniel Snyder, and even the NFL. Since last year, this has been going on. Now there's word this Tuesday morning the wide-ranging investigation may be coming to a close. Once the investigation is officially complete, Attorney General Carl Racine's office is planning to take further action. That's according to the Washington Post, based off of comments from someone close to the investigation. The person saying Daniel Snyder of the Commanders and the NFL will soon face accountability for their actions. Snyder will no longer be able to dodge subpoenas or avoid testifying or answering questions, that person also said. It's not clear what actions are being considered. The investigation is reportedly looking into everything from sexual misconduct claims to ticket sales practices against Snyder, the team, and and the NFL's handling of the workplace misconduct investigation. The team has denied much of what is being alleged. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Virginia's Attorney General also has said it's investigating the team. This just before today's meeting that's planned of NFL owners. And that meeting, Snyder's wife, Tanya, who is the team's co-CEO and Commander's President Jason Wright, will represent the Commanders. A man is dead. Two others are in the hospital this morning after being shot in southeast D.C. locally last night. Police say it all happened around 8.30 Monday evening on Congress Street Southeast, just blocks away from the Congress Heights Metro station. When officers arrived, they say they found two people suffering from gunshot wounds. A man died on scene. A D.C. fire and EMS spokesperson says this morning the second male was also taken to the hospital in critical condition. Police say another man who was also wounded in that situation apparently walked into a nearby hospital himself for treatment. The shooting remains this hour under investigation. Two women and two men were found shot to death on Monday afternoon in Dale City, and a man has been taken into custody in this case. Prince William County Police found the four gunshot victims in different parts of the home in the 5200 block of Mansfield Court. Police Chief Peter Newsham says the killings appear to be a case of domestic violence. When they arrived on the scene, they found four adults that had been killed, uh, apparently from gunshot wounds. Two of the adults were female and two of the adults were male. Chief Newsham says police quickly took a man into custody as a person of interest, and a weapon has been recovered covered. The police chief did not specify the relationship between the man and the victims. The shootings occurred in a neighborhood of single-family homes on Mansfield Court off Mapledale Avenue. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. WTOP News time now 206. Campaign 2022 continues on WTOP Tuesday morning. New from the campaign on WTOP. Looks like the debate for Virginia's 7th Congressional District is off this morning. We would have seen incumbent Virginia Democratic Representative Abigail Spanberger squaring off against her Republican challenger, Yesley Vega, who is a member of the Prince William Board County Supervisors. Now, the organizers say where this event is concerned, they work with the campaigns apparently for both candidates, 
but it ended in the end in an impasse over security concerns and disagreements over the proposed moderators for the event. The debate had been scheduled for October 21st. WTOP at 207, traffic and weather coming right up. Stay with us. Here's Vince Cerf, the vice president and chief internet evangelist at Google, on the discussion maximizing security and flexibility in the orbit of a cloud migration, sponsored by Kerasoft. It's an easy thing to imagine the cloud is just a bigger hunk of stuff than what I've been using before. And the truth is that it's more than that because it has potentially access to a universe of information that wouldn't otherwise be available. In, in the same sense that the World Wide Web is providing extraordinary amounts of information. So the idea that you're stepping into a computing environment, which is very different from a closed world, uh, is super important. At the same time, because you're stepping into an environment which could be less closed than you're, you're accustomed to, we have other concerns like protection of information. Let Google, Kerasoft, and their reseller partners help you imagine what your agency is capable of. To listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network, search Kerasoft. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Tuesday morning, October 18th, 2022. Welcome into WTOP this early morning. Glad you're with us. It's 2.08. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Good morning to Rich Hunter in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hi, good morning, Dean. Right now we'll start you off on 95 in Virginia. Two work zones in place. Northbound as you approach Route 1, Spotsylvania near mile marker 125. And again, between the exits for Centerport Parkway, exit 136 and exit 140, Route 630, Stafford in each case, down to a single left lane to those work zones. When you are moving, uh, looks like they have stopped traffic at least once in the Spotsylvania work zone and possibly one or two times in the other work zone. Again, any combination of Route 1 to get around those work zones will work much better. As a matter of fact, if you jump off uh, for the Spotsylvania work zone at exit 118, you can take it up to Route 1, uh, Spotsylvania, and get back on the interstate beyond the works and any associated delay. Uh, you can do the same up on near route, uh, near uh, Centerport Park. You can get off at exit 136, take that up to Courthouse Road, back to 95 North. And again, you'd be getting on beyond that work zone. So just keep that in mind as a quick workaround there to avoid some of those delays. Now, if you're traveling on 395, work zones both north and southbound. Northbound between the Beltway and Edsel Road, work zone blocks a single left lane. Southbound, they head south of Seminary Road toward Duke Street. Two left lanes get you by the work zone. 66 East between 28 Centerville and Route 50, Fairfax, single file right past the work zone. But keep in mind the exit that takes you toward 50 East and West, exits 57A and B. That remains closed as part of that work zone. Can't find a new car you're looking for? Try a Fitzway used car. Next to a new car, a Fitzway car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com for a good car and a safe car you can trust. That's the Fitzway. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Well, I hope you have your coats ready to go over the next couple of days and yeah, maybe even the uh, the gloves, the hats, whatever you got because we're talking some really cold overnight numbers on our Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning. Each day, temperatures in the 30s. Some areas in around freezing, especially Wednesday and Thursday morning. High temperatures only in the mid to upper 50s each day. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Hammer. We're at 52 at Fort Belvoir and in Foggy Bottom as well. Silver Spring, 51 degrees in our nation's capital. Tuesday morning, October 18th, 2 a.m. hour, brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. WTOP at 211. The Invasion of Ukraine. Live updates 24-7, 365. 
Washington's Top News, 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. The very latest coming up this 2 a.m. hour on WTOP. Do stay with us. Hey, ladies, ready to order appetizers? Hmm, I don't think I should. I'm trying to cut back on spending lately. Didn't you download that Upside app I told you about? The one that gets you cash back. Huh? No, I didn't. Is it really worth it? Yes, because of cash back from Upside, I haven't had to cut back. Even with prices getting extremely high lately. Wow. And what do you get cash back on again? You get money back on gas, groceries, and it works at restaurants. Look, I get 37% cash back on this meal, including on drinks and apps. All right, I'm sold. You order the apps, I'm buying and getting the cash back on Upside. Oh no, I've created a monster. Download the free Upside app and use promo code APPS for an extra $10 on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code APPS for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Remember, use promo code APPS for an extra $10 on your first purchase. Don't cut back. Get cash back with the free app from Upside. This is WTOP News. Latest on the war now, Russian forces have again this week used Iranian-made kamikaze drones in attacking the capital city of Kyiv. Several are reported dead this morning in another missile barrage as Moscow continues its strikes against Ukraine's infrastructure and civilian targets. Last week, a missile barrage in several parts of Ukraine, you'll remember, killed at least 19. 28 drones, at least, responded above Kyiv, and Ukraine's Air Force managed to shoot down some of them, they say, but others broke through. This morning, WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green has been talking with people in Kyiv and joins WTOP with details on this attack. It, it was, you know, another Monday in Kyiv. Just like last Monday when the drones attacked. Yevhenia Kravchuk, a member of Parliament in Ukraine, says Kyiv was again stung by a swarm of kamikaze drones. They sent like 30 at one time, uh, so it makes it more difficult to get them down because they, they fly from different direction at the very same moment. At least four people were killed. Actually, today, uh, a young couple was killed, and the woman was six months pregnant. The silver lining of this, if there is one, not to ignore the impact to those who lost loved ones, is that 85% of all the drones that were launched were shot down. Last week, it was only 50%. So you can see where this trend is going. JJ, the U.S. knows how effective drones can be. Can you explain how effective they are in the hands of the Russians? So this particular drone that we're talking about is a single-engine medium-altitude. It's a long-endurance unmanned combat aerial drone. It can fly a 1,000 miles or more away from the target, so they can actually be launched from inside Russia. They can carry up to five weapons or bombs on board. It's made, interestingly enough, of aluminum alloy and composite materials. That's very important because it makes it hard to track on radar and other systems. But sources that I've spoken to say you can hear these things come way before they arrive because they sound so loud like a lawnmower. But they're able to get these things down. In fact, I heard a story about a policeman with an AK-47 that shot one down. They are not invincible. They're just a problem right now, but they're going to be solved, it seems as though, based on what the Ukrainians are doing. With the latest on the war this morning between Ukraine and Russia, WTOP's own national security correspondent, J.J. Green, there in the conversation with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. WTOP and Silver Diner bring you free lunch Friday to thank you for listening to WTOP at home, at work, or on the go. Three winners every Friday for dine-in lunch only at 18 Silver Diner locations. Enter today at WTOP.com. Search free lunch Friday. 
Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Good Tuesday morning, October 18th, 2.15 in the morning. Sports time indeed. Once again, let's check in at the sports desk for an update. And Mr. Rob Woodfork this morning. The Capitals scored in the opening seconds of each of the three periods and scored four unanswered in a thrilling 6-4 victory over Bruce Boudreaux's winless Vancouver Canucks. Alex Ovechkin had his 398th career multi-point game, tallying two goals and two assists. And Connor Sheary told NBC Sports Washington. We just came together after the second. We knew we needed more. You know, they got that lucky bounce in the first that got their momentum. They scored on the power play. I think we just needed to stick to it. We didn't play a bad game overall, but we just needed to give that little extra. And um, I think we came on the third and executed pretty well. Shiri's goal held as the game winner in what Peter Laviolette called the Caps' best period of the season. They'll look to take that momentum into Ottawa Thursday night. The Washington Commanders announced Carson Wentz underwent successful surgery on the ring finger on his throwing hand. He will immediately begin rehab, and the team did not provide a timeline for his return, but multiple reports have Wentz sitting out four to six weeks. And it's worth noting that while it is not as important as Wentz's health, part of the trade compensation going to Indianapolis could be lessened by this development. The 2023 draft pick in the deal will be a third rounder if Wentz plays less than 70% of the snaps this season. Monday Night Football went to overtime in Los Angeles, and former Washington kicker Dustin Hopkins' 39-yard field goal was the difference in the Chargers' 1916 victory in a game that saw the two teams combine for 19 penalties, totaling 240 yards. ALDS Game 5 in New York was rained out, so the winner-take-all game between the Yankees and Guardians is rescheduled for a 4:07 afternoon start. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Alrighty, thanks, Rob. As always, 216 Tuesday morning on WTOP. The top stories we're following for you this morning. D.C.'s Attorney General plans to apparently take action against Dan Snyder and the Washington Commanders. The Washington Post reporting Carl Racine's investigation into the team is almost done. Four people were found shot to death in a home in Dale City Monday afternoon this week. Police have recovered a gun in the case and are interviewing a person of interest. Arlington's Mount Olivet Methodist Church is moving forward now after a fire broke out in its attic early on Friday last week. The initial estimate says there's a million dollars at least in damage. Head pastor Sarah Keeling says that it was determined that the attic fire was not arson. It's just assumed to be electrical. We've had rodents up there, things like that before. Not surprising. Older buildings. Their office building saw significant smoke and water damage. They even have a charred hole through the roof. We'll be back in the sanctuary and into the preschool buildings as soon as we can with air quality and unknowns and things like that. We just don't know right now. They held an outside service yesterday, but that's not the plan for the weeks ahead. The temperatures are going to start to drop. There's a chance of rain. Keeling says they will likely partner with Walker Chapel three miles away and have services there. Luke Luger, WTOP News. WTOP at 217. Traffic and weather coming right up. Stay with us. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Maryland Army National Guard. Aired by the Maryland, D.C., Delaware Broadcasters Association at this station. Tuesday morning, 18th of October, 2022. Welcome into WTOP at 218. Traffic and weather on the gates, and when it breaks, returners in the WTOP Traffic Center. All right, still a lot of road work on the Beltway this morning. First on the inner loop of the Beltway as you cross the Woodrow-Wilson Bridge in the local lane. You're down to a single left lane through the works, and what Maryland State Highways was referring to as an emergency works, but again, nonetheless... 
There's still a delay there crossing through lanes get by without delay, not affecting the outer loop at all. There is a work zone on the outer loop as you head north Route 4 and continue toward the interchange for Richie Marlboro Road. Two left lanes get you by that work zone. Virginia Interloop Express lanes again closed between the entrance and Springfield and I-66 due to uh, construction. Then on the interloop between 123 and the Dulles Toll Road. And again, as you approach and pass Georgetown Pike headed toward the Legion Bridge in East Cache, you get by those work zones two lanes to the right. Outer loop of the Bellway should come across the American Legion Bridge and continue past the exit for George Washington Park and Georgetown Pike. Single file left gets you by the works on the exit toward the GW Parkway. Georgetown Pike remains open. But again, you're down to a single left lane for those folks continuing through. And then over in uh, Dunloring, the ramp from the outer loop to go west on 66 is closed. Post a detour will take you up to Route 50 to work your way back. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking the cold as it's making its way on in. We're talking the coldest air of the season by far as we make our way into our Tuesday morning. Temperatures in the upper 30s to low 40s in most locations. High temperatures only in the low to mid 50s during the day on our Tuesday. Wednesday morning, many areas could see temperatures near freezing, and some of you have a freeze watching effect. Highs in the mid 50s during the afternoon. Thursday, once again, low to mid 30s for morning lows on Thursday morning. I'm going for a high temperature of 59. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. We're at 52 in College Park, 49 in Fairfax, 52 on the National Mall. We're back down to 51 at our nation's capital, 2 a.m. hour, Tuesday morning, October 18th. This check brought to you by Millic Home Design, the roofing experts. Call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300 for newlookhomedesign.com. Check them out. WTOP at 220. Just as the citizen is at the center of every government mission, the government is at the core of the PEGA government platform. With PEGA's low-code platform for AI-powered decisioning and workflow automation, federal agencies can focus on improving service for citizens and achieving mission goals, all while avoiding disruption to critical systems and services. Learn more about the PEGA government platform at PEGA.com government. That's PEGA.com slash government. Traffic in the D.C. region is constantly changing. If you spot a major incident that we're not already reporting, call the WTOP Traffic Center at 866-304-WTOP. That's 866-304-WTOP. This is WTOP News. WTOP at 221 Tuesday morning. They influenced development in Montgomery County locally for decades into the future. That includes influencing things like housing patterns, road projects, and more. But the Montgomery County Planning Board's internal tensions have boiled over. After last week's resignations of all five planning board members, Montgomery County Council President Gabe Albornoz says the council is focused on the future with applications for all five planning board positions due by 5 p.m. Tuesday. Our hope and our intent is that by Thursday, October 27th, we will have five new temporary members of the board that will be able to begin their work right away. Albornoz refused to say if the past board members had been told to resign. The council has the authority to appoint and remove planning board members. Once the temporary board members are in place, the look for permanent members begins. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. For the first time, adults in the United States will now be able to buy hearing aids over the counter. This follows an executive order from President Biden. It encourages the Food and Drug Administration to allow such devices to be made available without a prescription. And some experts are calling this news this week a game changer. This morning, Dr. Janice Trent is the vice president for audiology practice 
for the American Speech Language Hearing Association with her take on all this. The big thing is that these devices are a new category. They are for individuals with self-perceived hearing loss. In other words, the individual has to make their own diagnosis of hearing loss. They are for individuals with a mild to moderate hearing loss, and they're only for people 18 years old and older. So children are not included in this group whatsoever. So are some of these uh, devices that are going to become available over the counter, are they different in the technology than what we uh, consider as the standard uh, hearing aid? Well, we really don't know that. We know that the FDA has made some specific guidelines about how loud they can be, and there aren't any limits on the gain, I don't think. But the hearing aids essentially could be the same, but they're not being made by most of the major manufacturers, so they're coming out with new manufacturers who are putting these hearing aids out. So we'll have to see how the product lasts as it is used. How important is this for people with some sort of hearing loss? Well, you know, I got to say that it's, it's a great opportunity for individuals with hearing loss to explore what it is like to hear again. My chief concern is that whole issue of self-perceived hearing loss. So the FDA is not recommending that people get a hearing evaluation. Yet ASHA has done a survey to find out that most people do think it is important to go to a professional to get a hearing evaluation. So our big thing is... By all means, if you think you have a hearing loss, go see an audiologist and at least have a full comprehensive hearing evaluation done. Then if you want to go get an over-the-counter hearing aid, by all means, go get it. But at least go get the hearing aid with knowledge of exactly what kind of hearing loss you have. Many people perceive that they have a mild hearing loss and they really have a much worse hearing loss and others perceive that they, you know, their hearing loss is, is really good and only to discover that they have a really bad hearing loss. It may be outside the realm of the mild to moderate loss. So we want to make sure that people are intelligent in knowing exactly what they have, what kind of hearing loss they have before they go out and purchase hearing aids. Make sure that there's a return policy on this package because all the hearing aids, the FDA did not mandate that the hearing aids could be returned. So consumers should make sure that they can return the device if they don't like. Dr. Janice Trent, the Vice President for Audiology Practice for the American Speech Language Hearing Association, talking with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Good Tuesday morning, October 18th. Welcome in 225 in the morning. Money News. Each half hour at 25 and 55 on TOP. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. The computer chip shortage that left many car dealer lots almost empty and sent prices sharply higher may finally be easing up. Chip delivery time shrank in September by four days, according to researchers at Susquehanna Financial. But it's the biggest decline in years. Signs of a glut are even popping up as sales of personal computers and other gadgets slow. Third quarter earnings season will begin to pick up steam today with Netflix opening its books after the bell. Investors will be looking to see if Netflix makes good on its forecast to return to subscriber growth after losing customers in the first half of the year. It comes as Netflix prepares to debut its ad-supported service in a few weeks. Also today, we'll hear from United Airlines. The market will be looking for more specifics about its outlook for 2023 capacity growth and an update on contract talks with its pilots union. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Hey, ladies, ready to order appetizers? Hmm, I don't think I should. I'm trying to cut back on spending lately. Didn't you download that Upside app I told you about? The one that gets you cash back. Huh? No, I didn't. Is it really worth it? Yes, because of cash back from Upside, I haven't had to cut back. 
even with prices getting extremely high lately. Wow. And what do you get cash back on again? You get money back on gas, groceries, and it works at restaurants. Look, I get 37% cash back on this meal, including on drinks and apps. All right, I'm sold. You order the apps, I'm buying and getting the cash back on Upside. Oh no, I've created a monster. Download the free Upside app and use promo code APPS for an extra $10 on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code APP. A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.